So there's an organization in America that helps from people, from kids who want to leave the community, leave, and they give them all kinds of of, uh, of help. And um, unfortunately, even though we should be giving all that help, they do it. But it also comes with a lot of hate for our community because these people were rejected. There's an organization in Mexico that helps them leave, gives supports them to leave the community. There's an organization in Eretz Yisrael that has hundreds and hundreds of kids and helps them, supports them, leave the community. First of all, they we shouldn't have kids who want to leave the community. Second of all, if we follow our Das Torah, as I've said in the past in the longer video, they don't need those organizations and they don't go and they leave those organizations even if they bump into them, they leave them. But I want to tell you that we had a meeting on Tisha B'Av, very appropriate, at a meeting with five of the Hasidish, very ultra Hasidish Rabbanim, and I had a meeting with them, and this subject came up, what about these organizations? What do we do about it? So I said to them, you know, whose fault is it that we have these organizations? It's our fault. They looked at me, what? It's our fault that we have organizations of, of Jewish kids that left, and now they're trying to pull our kids away. And to they, you know what they do? If, the, let's say, a woman leaves, goes off the derech, she wants her kids in public school. And the man says, no, I want to continue to have our kids from. They pay for a lawyer to fight to pull the kids into public school. Or in reverse, if the man leaves. So they're, they're ruining us. They're destroying us. They're rishoyim. They're mesus amidiach. They're killed. They just got killed. All kinds of stuff. I said, we're responsible. We created this organization. What? What are you talking about? So I told them, it's not me saying it. It's Shmulevitzatzal. Chaim Shmulevitz, the Shishiva of Mir Zatzal, said as follows. He said, Who is the greatest hater of Kal Yisrael? Amalek. Amalek is the greatest hater. Why? Esav Sainili Yaakov. Esav hates Yaakov. All the Bnei Esav hate Yaakov. One of the grandchildren of Esav is Amalek. Why does he hate us more than everybody else? So he says as follows. There was a princess, her name was Timna. And she wanted to become part of Klal Yisrael, and we don't know why, but it says in the Medrash that Avraham Avinu said no, he rejected her. Yitzchak Avinu said no, he rejected her. Yaakov Avinu said no, he rejected her. She said, if I can't be in the royal family, so I'll go ahead and I'll marry. She married Eliphaz, the son of Esau. And she was in so much pain, the pain of rejection, that she was rejected. We don't understand why. She was rejected by Klal Yisrael. She had a son, Eliphaz. I'm sorry, her husband, Eliphaz, and her had a son named Amalek. And Amalek was raised in a home that had much, much more hatred than the, the Ace of Sain Eliakov hatred. Because it was the hatred that comes from rejection. Says of Chaim Shmulevitz, there is no hatred in the world like the hatred that comes from rejection. Somebody who wants to be a part of us or who was part of us and was rejection, rejected and they feel rejected, that creates the worst pain. So even though Esav Sinaliakov and all B'nai Esav for all of the generations hate all the B'nai Yaakov, but Amalek, who was raised with more than just hatred, the hatred that comes from Amami, who felt rejected by, by Klal Yisrael. He hates us on a level that's Mechamas Amalek Midar Dar, it'll never end. I said, all these people who started these organizations all left 
Yiddishkeit from, from families, and their families rejected them. To my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong. That's what I feel. That's what I think. That's what I, what I know. Not on all of them, but on most of them that I found out about. I believe. This is, that's what I believe. It were all rejected. Baal Shem Tev said, don't reject. The Chazanish said, don't reject. The Babaji Yosef said, don't reject. The Sfaradim, the Litzvich, see, all of them, all of them listed here. Say, don't reject. Shem Shem From Vision Tzareba, the Sabareb, everybody said, don't reject. But they were rejected and they were left for dead. And that rejection creates a hatred that is greater than any hatred that a Goy could have for us. The Goyim hate us, but they're not going to try to to, to do what these kids who were left for dead, they're going to band together and they're causing so much tsaris for Kali Yisrael. The only way to save us is to douse the flames of hatred with the water of love. People say you got to fight fire with fire. That just creates more fire. You never saw a fireman? You have to, you have to fight fire with love, with water. Says the Nesiva Shalom, when you see a child that is doing bad and you want to go ahead and you want to go ahead, he says it's like watching a fire break out, a spiritual fire. If you're going to try to douse the flames of the fire with hatred, with rejection, it's like trying to extinguish a fire with gasoline. It creates explosions. And these are the explosions that we see in Klal Yisrael that we don't have with TP, that we don't have with COVID Vyadidus, that we don't have when we shower them with Ava and Achva and Shalom and Reus and COVID and Yadidus and you're one of us and we don't look down and supply and support you with what you need. And we see that. Shomer was being called, Hatzalah that's being called, the fighting, the anti-Haredi coming from kids who were thrown away. Our kids don't do that. We created these relationships with these kids, these bad relationships. We, Klal Yisrael, a lot of times bad advice from therapists or bad advice from Rabbanim, who ignored, for some reason, it was like a dark cloud came over Klal Yisrael, and bad advice was given, not like the Baal and not like the Chazanish and all of the Gedolim that we have such a collection of. We're paying a high price for that. And the only aids is to go after the leaders of these organizations and be makar of them. The only one that could save them, save Kal Yisrael from these people who have kaikas. They have tremendous kaikas. They're leaders. Is their mommies and their tatis, their abbas, their daddies to go on the right path, to do tshuva on their path. We need to do tshuva. That's what Urbuy Zohar said. Urbuy Zohar is how He told his son, Itamar, get out of the house. And as Itamar was leaving over the threshold of the house, he opened the door and he's about to leave. Urbuy realizes if this is the end of my road of dealing with my son, that he's going out of my, like the Tevas Nayach, into a world and he's not safe in my own home. It cannot be Ratzon Hashem. And he said, wait, stop. Itamar turns around at that moment of, of throwing him out of anger, frustration, pain. He says, wait, stop. This is a gadol. He says, you don't need to do tshuva. I need to do tshuva. 
should go ahead and have an aliyah by helping Klai Yisrael and teaching from what he did himself. How many people in the middle of the anger of throwing the kid out could stop and say, wait, no, not a day later, not a week later, not a month later, say, no, this can't be Ratzon Hashem. Stop, he told the son. You don't need to do tshuva. <coughs> I need to do tshuva. The parents of those kids have all the reason to be in pain. Big Nisayim. But they have to go ahead and do tshuva. And they have to show Kerachim of Albonim came Terachim Hashem And they have to be Makar of all of these leaders. And the leaders will step down. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of love. The only thing that's strong, as strong as death and dysfunction and rejection and, and, and trying to kill us and, and ruin our lives, the only tool is love. And it works. That's what the stipler says. We need all the parents of those people who are in that organization, wherever they are, to go ahead and to get proper hadracha and to save their children and then save Klal Yisrael. Because these are people who, if they were from, they would be leaders. They have leadership qualities. They have a tremendous heart, tremendous dedication. But they think, because they were rejected, that they have to save all these kids from the devil, Rahman al-Itzlan, of this community. No, we are not that way. We're not the Muslims that say, kill the infidel. In fact, we're, some people are worse than the Muslims. The Muslims say, kill the infidel. A lot of parents are telling the kid, we're killing your own parents. You're Yasum, Yasayma, Av. We're alive. But we don't want to talk to you. We don't want to look at you. And for Nebuch, these kids who we know that it's pain, and we know what happened to them, and they lose their mommy and daddy, Nebuch, 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 they could say Kaddish. And their parents are alive. You know how painful that is? I have parents who don't appreciate me, who don't like me, who don't want me, who say, Al-Hanar Hazet, Loi Hispalalti. And that pain never could help anybody. And that's why there's so many suicides, Rahman al-Itzlan. And I asked him, Gershon Edelstein, what about Chayla Nefesh? A lot of these kids are sick. And right away he said, they feel they don't have a mother and a father. That makes them go psychiatrically crazy. Right away he tied it in the connection. Why can't we trust Rav Gershon? They become psychiatrically mushuga out of their mind. And the only people that can save Kal Yisrael from the Ktanim in these organizations from, and from the leaders, like I said before, that we have everybody's out. But to save us from the leaders, are the parents of those leaders, and the community leaders, in case the parents can't do it, our community leaders, to shower them with acceptance and love. COVID v'yedidus. And that's how people get turned around. How many stories, I have thousands of stories in Raising World, you read how G'daylin went to leaders who were against us, who wanted to kill us and turn them around. Turn them around. The Satmar Rebbe, the Divri Yoyal, Aleinu, back before the war in Satmar, there was somebody, Rameilach Biedemann, Shlita Zazayin Gazun, says this story, so you can trust it. There was somebody who refused to close the store on Shabbos. And the community said, please, please close your store on Shabbos. No way. And they tried being angry at him. They tried 
I don't know what they did. Maybe they threw stones or picketed in front, tried everything, refused. One Shabbos afternoon after Shachris, after Musaf, the Rebbe was walking with an entourage of at least 30 people. And he was going to somebody for Kiddush. And they passed this store. And the Gabbai leans into the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, maybe now it's time that the Rebbe himself should go ahead and show him that this is not okay. Take care of business. Everybody knows the Sharifkeit of the Dira Yael. Maybe the Rebbe should tell him, this is not okay. However, the Rebbe would do it. This is the time. The Rebbe was quiet. They walked towards the store. When they got to the store, the Rebbe turned to walk into the store. The Gabbai was like, watch what's going to happen now. The Rebbe opens the door, walks into the store, and everybody follows the Rebbe. The Rebbe takes off his shtraimel as a sign of respect. In those days, that was a sign. He took off your hat. And he says, good Shabbos, Mr. Goldberg, whatever his name is, Mr. Goldstein. Shabbos with a smile. Shabbos, Mr. Goldberg. See them all around them. What do you do when your Rebbe does something? They have to follow. The Rebbe looks. They all take off their hats, their strimo. They all say, good Shabbos, Mr. Goldstein. And the Rebbe turns and walks out, and they all follow out. No negativity, no rejection. The the big kanai. Nothing. Love. Humanity. Covered. Yedidus. A smile. Shabbos. Not a word. They all walked out. And the person who told the story to Ramayla said, I was young. I was the last one to leave. The older ones left following the Rebbe, and then I was a kid. And I turned around after we left, and I saw... The storekeeper went out, shut the door, locked it, put on the, you know, closed, shut down, and he never opened the store again on Shabbos. Tzadikim knew you fight fire with water to get the leaders, even those who are the strongest against us. We have to go out and we have to be mekhaired them by voices. We just lost our Aaron Shechter. When I went to Reb Aaron, I told him what I'm doing. He gave me brachas and he told me, do what you got to do and do it good. And he benched us. Reb Aaron was walking Friday night and he saw four kids, Michal Shabbos, smoking cigarettes. Did he yell at them? Did he say, Shkotzen? Ketanim do that. Gedolim don't do that. He went over to them and he said, boys, I love you. If there's ever anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to come to me. And on that Sunday, one of the boys knocked on the door. Shashiva, I need help. And Shashiva helped him. He helped him. He helped him more and he got him a mentor and he sent him to Eretz Yisrael and he became a Balchuva. He has a beautiful, beautiful Chashiva family. The other three, I don't know what happened to them. I'm sure they also came back. The Ketanim screamed, Shabbos, Shkotzin, Shaigit, Shiksa, Goita. Gedail never did that. The son of Rabbi Vadi Yosef, who's the Rabbi Roshi now in Eretz Yisrael, he said a story. He said, when I was a little boy, you have to watch the clip. He says, we were walking home after davening on Shabbos. 
I was walking with my father, Ravadi Yosef Moron, Rebavadi Yosef, Chacham Avadia, Schusiyogin Alenu, and a whole entourage, a whole bunch of people. We were walking home, and a taxi pulls up right in front of me, and he rolls down the window. In those days, they have to go like this roll. And he tells me, Do you know where this and this street goes? And I told him, Yeah, it goes straight to Gehenam. He says, everybody around me started laughing. He says, my father, he says it in English, my father, you have to see such a cute clip. He says, my father pulled me over and said, why did you say that to him? Why did you say that to him? Do you think that he's going to get scared and he's going to stop and he's going to do tshuva? Do you think that telling someone you're going to go to Gehenna is going to make anybody do tshuva? No, it's going to make him hate us more. Only with kar, with 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 yididus and with love can you be makarapu. And says that the Harava Rashi today, Shlita, he says, believe me, we're not going to get one person to come back to tshuva unless we're going to love them. Not one person is going to come back from being yelled at and scared. Gehenam, eating onion kippur, you're going to burn. He says, you're not going to get anybody back. And really, this comes from the kedusha slavi. I'll end with this. Unbelievable. Kedusha's lady says that from the beginning of the world, Hashem did many things to show how strong he is. He did many things. He did a mabel. He destroyed the world. Afterwards, Noach, his children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, they knew about the mabel. They knew that Hashem destroyed the world because of Avodah Hamas, stealing. They knew that we were bad. And nobody did Shuvah. He turned over because of their sins and, and the rest of the world heard about it. He did so many things to show his power and his might and says the Kedusha Slavi, not one Baal Shuva was made from all of Hashem's might. It says, Avram and Noach with Tzadik Mi'ikara. They were born that way. Nobody, millions of people heard about this. Nobody said, you know, I think we should stop doing these events. I think that I'm scared. I'm going to get, we're going to get turned over. Hashem's going to bury us. We're going to burn in hell. I think we should do tshuva. Says not one person did tshuva. And we think we're going to make Bali tshuva by screaming and yelling at people and by cutting off their credit cards and not giving them money and screaming Shabbos. Kedusha's lady says Hashem's might couldn't make Bali tshuva. Unbelievable. So how do you make Balei Tshuva? Says the Gedusha Slavi, I'll tell you how. Klal Yisrael is on the Memteshari And what does Hashem do before we did Tshuva? He starts hitting our enemies. He starts taking our side. Makis for, for Mitzrayim. He starts hitting our enemies. He starts doing miracles for us. By Dam, their water was blood, our water was water, showing us you're special, you're different, I love you, I'm going to care for you. And he shows us how special we are. Dam, Tzvadeh, Akinim, Arav, hitting our enemies, making our the, the, the molester hurt, making the people who hurt our kids hurt, and showing us we're special, even though we were Avdeh And then what does he do? Something crazy. He gives us money. He makes us rich. Why? Because that's how you make a Jew happy. 
<laughs> That's how you make a Jew happy. Here's a credit card. He made us rich. We left Mitzrayim. We were still slaves on the run, but we were rich. Agav, I have a vart. It says, Ilu nosan lanuas mamainam vilekara lanuas hayom dayenu. If you would give us the money and didn't split the sea, dayenu would be enough. So the cash is, what do you mean? We would have died. If he didn't do Kriyas Yamsuf, we would have been killed or captured. So I said, yeah, but we would have died happy. <laughs> if we would have Nasan Lenu like our Lenu Sayam, we would have died, but we would have died happy. My father used to say over from the Haile Gabay Sisul, the Gay Rebbe, the Bay Sisrael, he said, Midgeld Kemishpat Mayam Ochet. Give us the money, we would have figured out a way to get, <laughs> get across the sea. With money, you can figure out a way. Right? So he gave us money. He made us so happy. We have everything. And then what did he do? Kriyas Yamsuf. And then what did he do? He killed our enemies. All the molesters were put away in jail forever. We're locked up. All the people who hurt us were put away. And it says that every Yid saw his tormentor, his Mitzri, who tormented him, saw him dead, washed on the shore. I'm not running anymore from my pain. My pain is, is gone because my tati and my mommy, they took my side. They put away and they got angry and they hurt when they, they, they took my side. Whatever they did, I'm not suggesting we go out and murder people. But they took my side and gave me money and made me feel special. And took my side and until the, the enemy was put away. He yelled at the, the Rebbe who threw me out of class and yelled at the Manal or got them to apologize, which is really our way through love. And uh, so many of them do apologize and are willing to apologize. I have a different speech about that, getting the Manal and the Rebbe to apologize, which is very powerful. And the war is over. I'm not on the run anymore. I'm loved. I'm beloved. 49 days later, they hold the truth. The whole Kali Yisrael did tshuva. That's the derech to make people do tshuva. With love, with taking their side, with giving them money, with taking care of them, taking away, even if you can't kill the molester, but you put them in jail, or you save your kid from them, from their tormentors. You save your kid from the, the at least you get the, the teachers or whoever, the community to apologize, or you move. You take them away. That 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 the It's over. The tormenting is over. I don't have to... Think about them. I don't have to have nightmares. Move away from the home that they had pain from. There was a kid who was in Gaza in the Israeli army, running away from his pain. American boy. He moved back to a from neighborhood. And the parents heard a thump. They went running upstairs. They see him on the floor of the bathroom with a razor. He was about to slit his wrists. Because he looked outside in the bathroom. He looked outside the window. And he saw the car of the one who molested him when he was a child. This is a tough guy who is so strong and mentally strong and, 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 and physically strong, who was in the Israeli army and was stationed in Gaza. And now, because of seeing a similar car, he almost killed himself. He told his parents, I felt safer in Gaza than I do in this Jewish neighborhood. You have to move to a new neighborhood. At least they shouldn't be triggered. Let them feel normal and feel loved and feel beloved and feel accepted by the neighbors and by everybody. Everybody should see their goodness. 
And that's how we save kids. And that's how we make Bali Chuba. Not while they're in pain and not while they're being triggered and not when the neighbors are looking at them. That's him. That's him. They know what they're saying. Not to make them build up this antibodies against the neighbors to feel, you know, oh, I don't care what they say or to be hurt by them. Either way is bad. Do what Hashem did. Rescue them from their Mitzrayim, from their pain, from their tormentors, Nebuch, which was from people who tormented them, who hurt them. And then, 49 days later, Rezus Hashem, the highest level of Matan Torah, that's how you make knowledge. Shibizaycha, to do our part, our Hishtadlis, to save every single one of our children. And then they will be leaders in our community. And they will help the downtrodden in our community. And they will be a part of the solution to help those who are in pain, like so many that were given the medicine of love and acceptance, who when they come back, they go out and they help those who are hurting. I could attest to that. Great leaders in our generation who are helping those who are hurt because they know what it's like, but they're doing it from a place of strength and understanding and closeness to their family and health because they were embraced by their mishpacha, by their family, especially by their parents, but by the whole family and the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents. Do not ignore the pain of your loved one who's in pain. You are part of the solution. Hashem gave you access to this neshama because that's your tikkun of the reason that you're alive. We should all be zaycha to do our part and to bring the gu'ula. Gu'ula sa'klau and gu'ula sa'prat.